With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Forward Progress, powered by the Hammer Betting Network. I'm your host, Rob Pizzola, joined as always by my co-host, Clive Bixby. We are live on the Forward Progress YouTube channel and live on Twitter as well, at Forward NFL, if you want to follow our account on Twitter. As always, so you never miss out on a show here on Forward Progress, hit that subscribe button if you are on YouTube. And also, if you do enjoy the content, smash the like button as well. It goes a long way with the YouTube algorithms, uh, really trying to drive that search traffic up. So please, if you do enjoy the content, do like the content as well. Uh, we are going to recap the week that was per usual. We'll probably pass over Monday night football this week just because we talked off air. Neither myself or Clive have a bet on the Monday night football game. Uh, probably be doing a disservice breaking down a game where I'm like, well, you know, the game is pretty much exactly where the market is right now. So we'll probably gloss over that, but then we will get around to all of week 16 and we will do things a little bit differently this week and i'm sorry people out there i tried it's week 15 of the nfl season i made it this far but i have seen all the lines that were released for next week's games so we're going to try something a little bit different this week myself and clive put our heads together we're just going to pull up the lines for next week's games and we're going to just say we think it's going to move this way we think it's going to move that way whatever but it's going to be no guessing of the actual opening lines this time around. It's more so going to be line movement. Um, that's it for the intro. It's quite a spiel. Well, we already got somebody in the chat predicting what I'm going to predict. So that's that's interesting. Let's uh, let's keep this going. Yes. Um, oh, let's spend the first 30 minutes on the Patriots Raiders. I could spend probably even more than that on the Patriots Raiders if we really wanted to. But uh I do. I'm looking for viewership here. I'm not looking for everyone to exit the video stream. Uh, Clive, let's get into it. How, how how was the day for you today? Today was fine. Yesterday sucked. Yesterday blew. I got hit hard. Um, mostly the Buffalo uh, game under with mm-hmm. all the weather, you know, shit that happened. That kind of hit me pretty hard. But the pick that I made, I guess, Sunday night right after our show, uh, that managed to win. Bengals minus three and a half. The market came back against me late today. So eh, I don't know. How about you? Uh, Probably the best week of the year for me. Uh, I'll do the final accounting. Yesterday was a good day. Saturday was good. Sunday was very good. Things went well. I don't have too many complaints about today. I have a few, but I'm going to be positive Rob for once um, and just not you know, dwell on, on what could have been because it ended up being pretty good overall. Um, I did have the Colts yesterday, which was like sweat central. Like this is my life, right? 33, nothing lead at the half with a team that you got plus four and 
somehow have to sweat the result in that game. But um, I did have the side in all three games yesterday that covered. So um, pretty happy about that. That's that's a pretty solid week then. Um, for those that can't tune in for the entire show tonight, this usually wraps around midnight Eastern time. That's not a problem. The episode's available in full when you wake up tomorrow morning. You can hop back onto YouTube if you want to watch it. It's also available in podcast form on Spotify and Apple Music as well. And we do try to incorporate the YouTube chat into the show as much as possible. If you are watching on Twitter, hop on over to YouTube. You'll see right in the bottom middle of your screen, Forward Progress YouTube channel. That's exactly where we're at. Um, Papa Kel says, I seem to feel better. His voice ain't, uh, I don't know if we're going to hold up here, Clive, for another uh, another 85 minutes, man. It's, it's going to be a grind tonight, I think. No eggnog, at least. No, no eggnog. Yeah, it was funny. I saw like Southern Comfort actually makes a flavor or they make their own eggnog. I had no idea. Like that came up in the chat last week. I was in the store. I'm like, Southern Comfort eggnog. Really? I thought they only made alcohol. It was interesting. Uh, um, yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge SoCo fan. Like we used to, when I was in my college days, like we used to use it for shooters and stuff like that. And that was, that's about it. It's not, uh, it's not something I'm, I'm not going to ruin, a, you know, a great tasting eggnog with SoCo, you know? <laughs> that 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 sounds like an oxymoron, but I'll take your word for it. I got a little <laughs> bit of heat for not liking eggnog myself last week. Yeah, yeah, you were the outsider. I brought it up last week and the chat went wild on, wild on you. I mean, I will say it is definitely like a, I, I, I can see why eggnog is a love it or hate it thing. Like there's no in between. There's not somebody that's like, yeah, you know, eggnog is just fine. Like it's either the flavor profile really jives or it's just it's just not there yeah all right um let's talk about the good today or not necessarily the good but things that you felt strongly about going into this week that you think you're you know were validated by the way the game's played out zach wilson still sucks um so there's that actually i'm gonna pause you immediately right there because I felt like I was taking crazy pills. So I bet that the Jets are one of the first bets I made this week. I thought Mike White was going to play. I thought, you know, based off what Mike White was saying in the media was that it felt like he was going to get cleared to play. He's like, ah, I'm absolutely going to be playing this week. Okay, sure. I'll fire on the Jets. Uh, okay, I get the Zach Wilson announcement. My immediate reaction is, okay, let's get as much on the light. Let's get as much off of this Jets position as as possible right now, which I tried to do. Maybe I got half my bet off um, and then line moved. Next day, line just right, just right back in the same spot. Like like there wasn't a downgrade from mm-hmm. Mike Zach Wilson. And I thought I was, I thought I was taking crazy pills and it it survived till today. And I was like, you know, I, I I pulled the old galaxy brain of, you know, I'm looking at Zach Wilson's games this year. He's played all these bad teams. Um, oh, sorry, like, sorry, great teams, great defenses. Maybe he's not that bad. Maybe this is just a product of him facing all these good defenses. And I convinced myself that, like, you know, maybe it's not a downgrade. And then I watched the game and I'm like, oh, oh, God, like Zach Wilson sucks. Yeah, Zach Wilson doing Zach Wilson things. Uh, the G-rated stuff that he does, at least. Um, so when I saw that, I wasn't all that surprised that the line came back. I was surprised, though, that 
I mean, it, it ended up closing today, two and a half, almost everywhere. So that kind of caught me off guard. I know the Lions haven't played a ton of strong defenses lately, so I could see you making that kind of that kind of case. But it it really was surprising. I thought it would end at minus one or so, like, but two and a half. That that kind of caught me off guard. But Zach Wilson played exactly how I expected him to play. I mean, total like <laughs> there was one play. I think I commented. You you tweeted something, and then. You know, he, he managed to throw a pick like probably seconds after or it was, you know, right in between. There was no other read. It was just his receiver and he threw it right to the defender. Just I mean, so, so what's the case there? Is it the fact that is it the fact that there's just not enough data on Mike White to 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 really truly consider him an upgrade? Is Is that what the market's thinking? Because. That's the only thing that I can come up with to put them on like an even playing field. I don't know what it is. I mean, definitely the eye test leans Mike White. Uh, it's probably too small of a sample size to say for sure, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't. I, I think like even the big plays that Zach Wilson made today were just like these 50-50 balls that he chucked up downfield yeah. that it could have went anywhere. Like, you know... At the end of the day, maybe I'm underselling him a little bit in the fact that it, it wasn't it wasn't horrendous. Like if you forget the final score of the game, you just take the box score, hide the team names, look down. It was about as even a game as you can imagine. Lions and Jets today. So there's that. But like whew, that that interception um, where it was like a cover three defense and I, I maybe thought it was cover one and there was like no safety on that side, help on that side of the field or anything. But like that was, I, I, I audibly laughed out loud. Like I, I you know, sometimes you just internalize it and like, oh, that's an idiot. I go to my phone, I tweet something like I, I laughed out loud when that happened. Well, I was going back and forth between a couple other games and like, that's exactly what happened. I laughed. I'm like, Oh, Zach Wilson. What, what could this be? It's exactly what you expected from Zach Wilson. Um, yeah, he underthrew 90% of those fuck it balls. Yeah, that sounds about right. And honestly, I agree with Alex here as well. I, I did. I I should have done a way better on this game than I did. So that's probably like my, you know, my opinion wasn't solidified on Zach Wilson because I didn't have the balls to bet my opinion hard enough. Let me put it that way. And maybe I was a little bit scared of like the golf outdoor weather road thing against a good defense. And like, there was just too much happening in that game for me to process. And I didn't trust my number well enough to, to have capitalized on it, but I basically ended up with it being as close to a true pick as possible. Um, and I would have, I mean, I almost certainly would have taken the money line prices on, on the lions at close here. Um, just really quickly looking at what the money lines like plus 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 one twenty widely available. Right. When you have the game as 50-50, you're almost going to take that bet every single time. Yeah. Um, well, now the Lions are, uh, you know, continue to move up their, their way up people's power rankings. So we'll be interested to see. I know you've seen the Lions. I haven't looked at them yet, so I'll react to them as we look at them together. But uh, I'll be interested to see how the market is going to treat them, if they're going to treat them any differently. I, I had the game pretty even, this game pretty even myself. But – Let's see what happens with the uh, the openers. The big one in terms of like a quarterback change for me um, was the 
pick it to Trubisky today. So I bet the Steelers today had a big bet on the Steelers spread money line. I, I, I don't know how we got to Carolina at some point in the week, like minus three, even the two and a halfs, like Pittsburgh is better than Carolina. And the, the thought like Trubisky is not good, but like pump the brakes. If, you, we, if we went back to the beginning of the year before week one and you asked, uh, pulled a bunch of random NFL fans of whether they'd rather have Trubisky or Darnold, I'm guessing more people would have said Trubisky at that point. And people like galaxy brain themselves into Darnold being good again after last week's performance where his average depth of target was like 4.2 yards and they just ran the ball nonstop. Uh, I mean, that one was just a nice one to get right because the Steelers are, are better than Carolina and Darnold still stinks and he's still very limited offensively. Um, I mean, the, the Panthers had 12 first downs today, 209 net yards of total offense. Um, the Steelers basically had the ball for the entirety of the game. So that was a nice one to get right. But I like, do people really downgrade like the Steelers offense if it's Trubisky instead of Pickett? Like, I, I think Pickett will be a good pro. He might not be. I think he probably will be. But like, what has Pickett shown you this year that there's going to be like some substantial downgrade to the backup there? Like Mason Rudolph's a different story, but Trubisky, like it's interchangeable. They, they are. I, I think Trubisky's a little bit more careless with the ball, and I think people probably overreacting to the week before where he threw three picks. I think he was 16 of 19, and his three misses were three picks, which is ridiculous. But, I mean, he can move the ball. So the more uh, – he's just um, – he's, he's a better Zach Wilson, I guess. Uh, is, that what, is that what I'm going to call him? That, that feels hurtful. I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> I, I, I think Trubisky's garbage, right? But, like yeah. – what, what do we, you know, I, I just didn't really understand that. And so that, that was nice to get right. Um, Mickey says Steelers are still really bad in net yards per play. It must be why the market's still down on them. Like net yards per play was what we would use five or six years ago when there were no better metrics available to evaluate these teams. Now we have EPA. Now we have success rate. You have to account for the fact that TJ Watt was missing from their lineup for so long as well. They had significant injuries on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, I'm Which not we sure talked about matters. a lot, of course, on, on, on our forward progresses. Like this is why you know we can't take the Steelers yet. Um, let's not overreact to what's happening now. When they get these guys back, they can be dangerous. And you know they've played. They, they're not the bottom five team that the market had them. You know, weeks two through six or whatever the week numbers were. Right. Um, I got a lot right today, so I'm not going to just keep patting myself on the bat. Did but, I get anything else right? I don't think I got anything else right. Um, <laughs> not, not, not like, I mean, a significant um, a significant read on something. I mean, in the Giants, I would say, I, the Giants had no point, no business being almost six-point dogs. I think it was five and a half that they opened at this week. Uh, I didn't think there was any merit to that whatsoever. I think they're a pretty, pretty even team with the commanders. So that that was the other thing. There's some wild stuff that happened today though that definitely i was wrong about um see see like it's, uh, so today was chaotic this weekend was chaotic i was lucky that either i wasn't involved like if i had bet new england today i would have had an ulcer like not, not only the way that they lost 
with, you know, the, the Jacoby Myers, like lateral across the field, by the way, Mac Jones just getting stiff armed into the ground is like forever <laughs> ingrained in my mind. Now, like one of the funniest things I've seen, but the, the, the touchdown that they scored to tie the game was so conclusively not a touchdown. I don't know how that even stood. Like, I understand that the camera view was like a my, billion dollar company we can't get a view of a guy's foot like whether he's inbounds or not but even the view that they had which was an aerial one it was so clear that that foot was out of bounds like i don't know how that didn't get overturned i, I would have lost it so i i kind of like when that chaotic stuff happens and i'm not involved so that that for one today was just like great to watch that and be like who at least it wasn't me this time that like was on the losing end of that yeah, so there, there's that. Um, I had a bunch of teaser legs today. There were, there were a couple of good teaser numbers out there to be played. Um, and then, you know, Hopkins in the end zone, you know, with two-point conversion, which, I mean, the guy was getting hugged, held, whatever oh, you want to call it. And, it, <laughs> and it, they, they, he's just – the ref is staring. Like, he yeah. is literally staring at this. And, I, I mean, talk about galaxy brain. Um, that, that actually cost me a really big day. Uh, not to say that they would have made the two point conversion from the one I, you don't know what would have happened, but for that, just to, to be the thing that really kind of crushed me today sucked, but it was a lot of that kind of weird stuff today. The two things that I've been harping on for a while now, uh, aside from the Steelers, forget about the Steelers. I've already touched on them, but I've been hopping, you know, I've been harping on, on the Steelers being underrated in market for a bit. Now the bucks being unbettable. So they, they go up 17 nothing, and I'm there. I'm like, this is this is finally the week that these guys are going to cover. Uh, I didn't have the Bengals today, full disclosure, nothing on the game, whatever. But I'm like, oh, okay, the Bucks are back. Todd Bowles, I, I finally have not bet on the Bucks, and he goes for two fourth downs in like the first quarter. I'm like, what's going on here? New Todd Bowles, this is what's happening. Sure, the Bucks are going to be a force now. And then four turnovers later, and like the Bengals just the, – the Bengals uh, – you look if you look at the stats of this game and remove the turnover column, you will be at a loss for how the Bengals possibly put up the amount of points that they did today. They went four of five in the red zone in terms of scoring touchdowns. They had a lot of short fields because the Bucks turned it over four times more than anyone in the NFL this week. The Bengals averaged 3.8 yards per play of offense today. 3.8, and they won by margin – the Bucks suck. They are people are just continuously talking themselves into like it's Brady. They're gonna figure it out. They're gonna do this. They're gonna do that. They suck. They're going to lose in the first game of the playoffs if they even get there. They're still leading this, the damn. No one will take this division. Somebody I want Carolina to win so badly, so so badly. Just to I like chaos when it comes to that stuff. Do the Saints have hope right now? Do the Saints have hope of winning this division? Or is I don't it- know any of the tiebreaker scenarios. I mean, I, I know there's odds on them to still win the division, so they're mathematically alive. It's uh, a good question. But the you Saints know what the, are the best team? team? The Saints are the best team in this division. I know that's it sounds fair. absurd. No, it doesn't. They, I don't, I don't know how they lost. the injuries I, they had? Yeah. They lost to the Bucks 17-16. They led the 16-3 a few weeks back. Monday Night Football. That was like the, if the Saints won that game, it's a different story. But like, honestly, the, the Tampa is horrible. What, I don't know what people, you know, 
<laughs> the Bengals outscored Tampa 34 to 6 after Rob said Bowles was not a cuck. It's true. Bowles was not a cuck this week. He did he did his damnedest to to make some positive EV decisions and they still and they failed smoked. miserably. <laughs> like um I, I don't know how many of the people watching have played NBA Jam, but there's something called computer assistance. And when you're down a certain amount of scores or whatever, it kind of re it, it kind of kicks the calibration to the team that is down. And with the way that the Bucks were just not protecting the football, that's what it felt like. It felt like not real life, like with the fumbles, the the fake uh, the fake punt, everything just wildly nuts. Um, so I, I did have the Bengals. Uh, I'm not proud of that, but on the other hand, um, I'll take the win. No, I, I think you should be proud of it. Like every, every but again, I, I, I've, I use the, the term galaxy brain way too much, way too much. But you have the team that leads the NFL in their against the spread record in the Bengals who are constantly undervalued. And then you have the team that has the worst against the spread record in the in NFL, which is the Bucks, who people constantly, for some reason, come up with ways to, to bet this team. I I'm guilty of it. Like, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I bet Tampa Bay against San Francisco a couple weeks ago. Horrible, horrible bet. I fell for the same thing. We just need to stop. We need to just take a step back and say, this is what it is. It ain't changing. It's It's over. It's week 15 of the NFL season. Like it ain't changing. The stuff that they do, they're going to continue to do it. And I'm I'm glad, I'm glad. Like I saw the injury reports this week, right? And I'm like, oh no, this is shaping up like T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd might be out, and the yeah. Bucks are getting a bunch of guys back in the secondary. Like, I'm gonna have to make a decision. Now, thankfully, Higgins and Boyd played, so I didn't have to make that decision. But you know, this is a good question. What's Tampa Bay's rating? Like, what is their market rating right now? I'll tell you, I'm definitely way lower than them. But, like, I don't know. The market has this as, like, a borderline top 10 team. Like, it's... Yeah, the market has them at about a point or so, you know. Um, they're in that clump of, like, 8 through 15 in the league where, you know, a half a point either way really skews things. I have them a point and a half worse than what the market has them. So that's why I was able to easily make the bet that I made on Sunday of last week, but I don't know if it was the right one. The market, the market must have galaxy brained because they got money late today. There are, so Mickey says ninth on unpredictable, which is a, a unpredictable is a site that puts up, um, you know, market power ratings. It's very clear to me that the market has like a top six, which it's clear to everybody, um, you know, what those top six are, KC, Buffalo, uh, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the 49ers, the Bengals. And then there's like a slight drop off to the Dolphins and now the Browns. We can, you know, wh- whether you agree with that or not, the Browns defense has gotten a whole lot better since the Sean Watson got back, but their offense hasn't. But now they're covering spreads. And then there's like this cluster. It's this massive cluster of these teams that are separated by like two points. And the market puts Tampa Bay and Green Bay atop this cluster. And I don't ever and that's where i have the biggest differences on a weekly basis it's got to be quarterback priors that on on like these aging quarterbacks like i don't know who's going to be the next group 
I mean, we moved off of Matt Ryan, I think, relatively quickly as a society this year, um, which was nice. But Matt Ryan is also not Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Um, So I don't know who the next quarterback is going to be that's going to fall into that group that's going to get overvalued for a while. Um, I think we're a little ways away from it. But it'll be interesting. Um, We saw it with Drew Brees, too. Like, you know, when these guys go, they go. Yep. I'm with you there. I'm with you. Uh, I think it takes a while for people to catch up to that. Um, the last thing that I was really passionate about today was um, for those who watch the video, you know, you see the Cowboy symbol here. I'm a Cowboys fan. I bet the Jags for a ton today. Um, I think that Jacksonville has been incredibly underrated. Uh, I've, I've mentioned this before. I'm not, mm-hmm. uh, I, I talked about it on Pizza Buffet this morning here on uh, Forward Progress on YouTube. But the Jags offense is really good. And what was happening early in the year was they were moving the balls, the ball between the twenties and then they get to the red zone and like Trevor Lawrence would shit his pants basically. Like he was (laughs) like his, his EPA per drop back in the red zone was like catastrophically bad. And now his play in the red zone has caught up to his play outside of the red zone. And, you know, Listen, it's the Cowboys defense with a bunch of injuries in the secondary. I get it. But like, this is a growing theme now for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They had 500 yards of total offense today, 7.2 yards per play. They had a 57% success rate on offensive plays today, Uh, scored five touchdowns overall. Like the offense is humming right now for the Jags. And like they're one game back now against uh, of the Titans. They have a head to head with the Titans in a couple weeks. The Jags could be in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, um, and they probably should be. So, you know, I three, four weeks ago, I forget who they were playing. It feels like forever ago. But I, I posted something about Trevor Lawrence not really progressing. I think he had two or three fumbles that day. It was against the Ravens. Um, and for me, it was really the lack of ball control, ball security, whatever you want to call it. That stuff drives me nuts for a quarterback. Since that day... He has played incredibly, incredibly well. Protecting the football for the most part, not galaxy braining things to your point, like, you know, not having bad red zone possessions. He's, he's progressed. He's progressed a lot. Um, And I think I'm, because I lost on a couple of Jags games earlier in the year, I think I soured on them probably when I shouldn't have. It's like that emotional response where I thought they were undervalued as well, and then they just weren't getting it done. So I kind of clicked off. And that's a mistake. Um, I was surprised by the Jags today doing as well as they did offensively, for sure. Yep. Yep. Um, so that's the right. Anything that that changed let, – let, I mean, it's week 15, so it's very hard at this point. But, like, anything that you're seeing now that's somewhat changing your opinion of a team? So the Jags, I'm going to probably move up more than anybody else, but I had them undervalued, so I'm probably going to get them back to market. Uh, I did bet the Browns this week, um, and I I do think they are improving and getting better, so I think they're they're trending in the right direction. They're the only two teams that I move too much. I mean, Minnesota, I still have has as an average team. I mean, congrats on on the the largest right. comeback of all time, but you shouldn't have been down 33 to begin with. Like you know, there is there is a there is a little bit of merit to that statement too. So depending on what the number is, that's how I view the Vikings. 
but nobody else I can really move up or down all that much. I mean, the Patriots today, it was just beyond laughable. Uh, but I can't move them too much for that either. So, like you said, there's not a lot that's going to be all that surprising. It's just who are the teams that I think got off to slow, slow starts, whether it be injuries or, you know, new systems, chemistry, whatever you want to call it for those teams, who are the few teams that are undervalued that you could bet week to week or units, maybe look at it like units, uh, especially yep. if you like betting totals. The team that's given me problems right now is San Francisco. I don't know In your numbers do. or your perception. Both. Um, okay. It like, it doesn't even feel like there's been a drop off from, from Garoppolo to Purdy. Um, I think what you tend to see with young quarterbacks is the more that they play and like the more that teams see them and have tape on them, it tend, you know, they tend to see de- declining performances going forwards. Um, I don't know what to take away from the Thursday nighter because Seattle's also bad and their defense is bad. Um, and they've been declining over the course of the past month. But if the 49ers can keep playing at this defensive level, maybe they can win with Brock Purdy. Like I'm starting to convince myself of that. So, I mean, what you see at least statistically of what, what I saw is the average depth of target, which was not particularly high with Garoppolo has shrunk even more. So I don't know what teams are going to do. I'm sure they will think, think of some things to take away some of those shorter routes for them. Um, they're going to try and make it challenging. And eventually he's going to have to beat them either outside the numbers or, you know, stretch the field a little bit more. Um, can he do that? I don't know him at all outside of, you know, this small sample. I don't know anything about him from college. I don't know any of that stuff. But uh, the defense is so, so elite. Yeah, uh, they are dealing with some injuries in their secondary, but doesn't seem to matter at all for that team. Uh, okay, we got about an hour um, left in the show. Let's try to get to as many games as possible for next week. Uh, again, if you're late to the party this week and you just started tuning in, um, I have already seen the numbers for next week's games. So we're going to do things a little bit differently this week. And rather than just guessing where they're going to open and where they're going to move, we'll pull up the bet stamp odd screen. We'll take a look at where the numbers are right now, and then we'll predict where we think that they'll end up. Um, I do want to preface this by saying it's almost Christmas. Uh, weather in late December is, especially in the Northeast, is an absolute disaster. Uh, I'll talk about the, the weather reports for this upcoming week. Things can change drastically. If you do listen back to this later in the week, which a lot of people do, I appreciate that. But be advised that obviously if you've seen drastic changes in weather in a game, it's going to affect our opinion of that game, especially the total, especially the total. So just don't take this as gospel going forwards. And once again, if you are enjoying the show, please drop a like, hit that subscribe button. Um, It goes a long way as well. Um, And if you're watching in replay, comments don't hurt too bad either. Comments don't hurt too bad either. All right. Let's get into it. Uh, pulling up BetStamp here. Uh, for those that don't know, you can download BetStamp on your Android or iOS device, or you can just check out the website, betstamp.app. It is free to use. You don't have to pay for anything. Thursday night football, New York Jets, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, my location currently set to New Jersey, so we'll see all the New Jersey sports books right here. 
as we take a look at the odd screen. And we're basically getting the Jets as a very small favorite, uh, pretty much a consensus minus one for the New York Jets across the board with a total of 40. I'll take a quick look at the weather. We're expecting 45 degrees Fahrenheit, which is actually surprisingly one of the warmer games that's expected this week because it's Thursday. And then there's going to be a cold front rolling in on the weekend. Rains are the uh, winds are not going to be too bad, but it will probably rain during this game. Uh, we don't know the effect of that just yet. So Clive, initial reaction, Jets minus one and the total of 40. Total even. I, I, I know the Jets defense is, is pretty solid, but that does seem a little bit low for me, especially, you know, Jets lines 44. I know the Lions have a significantly worse defense. Um, I, I think that total in normal weather would tick up a little bit. I'm trying to get the weather on my app because I'd like to know what it's going to be like in New Jersey the next few days. I don't live too far from that stadium. The yep. uh, I, I think the Jets maybe get slightly downgraded and the Jags get upgraded a little bit to the point where from a market perspective, they probably flip positions. Um, whereas the Jets maybe half a point or so before, you know, above the Jags, I think it flips now. So that one point seems market normal. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think the Jags will take money at that number and will flip to, to be favorites probably in the 110 to 115 money line range. So the, the, mar- the market showed support for Zach Wilson today. I think that that's probably a one and done. So um, I think this is very quarterback dependent. The problem with Mike White right now is that no doctor would approve, like no doctor would clear him to play this week. They said, Mike, you got a broken rib, like you're sitting and out. We're not clearing you to play. He got opinions from like 10 different doctors. No one would clear him. The team wouldn't clear him. I just don't think that Mike White is back on a short week. Like I think it's probably a Zach Wilson game if I had to guess. Now, do they get Quinn and Williams back on a short week? Maybe, because he was apparently close to playing today. So uh, those are going to have an impact on where the market moves. And it's very lazy for me to say that. But if you get Quinn and Williams in, the Jets are going to take money. If you get Mike White in, the Jets are going to take money. If you get negative news on both, then the Jags are going to take money. Um, like, I, I feel like this is Probably one of Probably the- another point and a half, like I would say. Like, to the point where Jags end up two and a half point favorites, um, if those guys are both out. I don't know that the Jags have any significant, I saw uh, actually their left tackle Cam Robinson got hurt today. So, I mean, there is that as well, that, that has to be accounted for, but um, the Jets are the team that's dealing with the injuries right now that I think could affect it. Uh, I don't know where this is going to go though, because like both teams did get sharp support this week. The Jags were quote unquote, the sharp side took a little bit of money, not a ton, but Circa closed that one at three and a half. Cowboys uh, Jags Um, so you kind of know where their lean was and again the Jets with the um, that all that money that came in late on them I could honestly just see this dangling around the price where it's at right now small small favorite Jets at home yeah um, no Mike White if that def- if that happens, I-, I think people are, like you said, kind of done with Zach Wilson. I-, I think maybe the Jags flip slight favorite. Uh, I'm looking at the weather, and it's supposed to be awful here on Thursday. So rain all day. 
winds 15 to 25 miles an hour, rainfall near a quarter of an inch, and then at night, one to two inches of rain. So that total, I, I don't know enough how much that's going to impact the total, but that makes sense of why it's where it's at. But to me, see, like that, if that's the weather, my immediate thought is that that favors the Jets immediately because the Jags don't stop the run well. Um, and like if it gets into a game where it's like, okay, extremely sloppy, you take away what the Jags do best, and that's throwing the ball downfield. Um, like that to me, I would be more inclined to bet the Jets in a game like that than I would the Jags. Which I think makes sense. Um, the Jags defense, I think, has been a little bit kind of porous and sloppy in situations like that too. Poor tackling, things like that. These are just observations. I didn't. I haven't looked enough at like broken tackle numbers or anything like that. But that does align with what you're saying. If the weather is what you're describing, where it's going to be like yeah. torrential downpour like that, this this total is going down. It won't close forty. Yeah. It's no. it's this is going to go like down below 37 if that's the case that's that's what's going to happen here um okay saturday is our main day next week by the way where we've got a ton of games our usual sunday slate moves to saturday because of christmas day uh so we'll start with buffalo and chicago um markets kind of painted in this range of eight and a half to nine and a half um totals ranging from 41 and a half to 42 and a half um, this is almost certainly going to be impacted by weather. Uh, I believe this is supposed to be like, looks like three degrees Fahrenheit right now with winds of 20 miles an hour in Chicago, which would explain why you have a Bills Bears game with a total that's in the low 40s already. Um, early thoughts, Bills and Bears uh, with some probable extreme weather conditions. So here's a question, and I, I, why are we still playing Justin Fields if we're Chicago with like some of these little injuries and him keep getting banged up? Like, I don't know how bad he is, but at what point do you kind of shut him down and just say, "That's it"? Like he's shown so much potential and so much growth. I get that you want to play them, play him, but if he is lingering, has lingering injuries at all. Is there any merit to just sitting him? Um, possibly. It's tough to just, just tell a player, shoulders, though. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, but wouldn't you be thinking that? Like, I wouldn't have brought him back into the game once you brought Peterman in the game in any way, shape, or form. I would have just been done with it. I would agree with you. Um, it's a little bit more challenging when it's a home game because it's like your home fans and stuff like that. The player, I mean, I don't know what kind of message it sends to the player and the team going forwards beyond this year, if you're willing to do stuff like that. But from an an analytical person, the Bears have nothing to play for. Fields has shown a ton of development. He's banged up across the board. You don't want him to you know, have any nagging injuries next year or anything like that. Uh, get your higher draft pick and move on. Anyway, that being said, um, I mean, the total makes sense given the weather. Um, and then, I mean, the Eagles like, were eight and, a half, eight and a half point favorites in Chicago. Buffalo yep. being nine to nine and a half. I think that that makes sense. 
it it does until you bring into account the extreme weather, in my opinion. Because once you bring into account extreme weather, then you're starting to um, really shrink the variance in the game. Right? Like today's total for the Bears and Eagles closed, what, 48, 48 and a half? Uh, it, it came down. It was yeah. 48 and a half earlier in the day. Circa closed 47. Okay. Uh, Pinnacle 48. So in my opinion, Bears are way more likely to draw money here just because mm-hmm. as that total goes down, which is the most likely scenario, the underdog just starts to look more appealing. It's like, okay, we know like this game it closes with a total in the 30s and you can get Chicago at home, who, by the way, can run the ball. Like it's the one thing that they do well against the Bills defense that really can't stop it either. I I think I think that a lot of people will be convinced that that the Bears maybe even be live in this game. Bears are going to be a good teaser, like I think, for this week. Low- I couldn't possibly take them to uh uh, it depends. It depends on the price. It depends on, on what happens, I guess. But um, I don't think, to your point with the weather, it's another situation where it's not going to favor moving in the Bills' direction. If anything, the Bears will take a little money. I mean, I can't – What do you? where do you think the line is, though? Meaning, like, it won't cross X. Like, I can't imagine it crossing seven and a half. Yeah. Um, me, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I think you're probably right that that's like the low point, seven and a half. Um, but like if this was just ordinary conditions, right? Like if these two teams play today, Buffalo's probably laying 10 is yeah. what I would say. Right? Or very close totally. to that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On to the next one. Uh, Saints and Browns. Um, okay. What will stand out immediately is the total of this game, which is pretty much 35 across the board with the Browns laying uh, juiced three, um, some minus three, minus 120, um, or some minus three and a half, minus 105 on the board right now. Uh, the reason that this total is where it is, is there are expected to be sustained wind gusts of 25 to 40 miles an hour in this game. Very windy, foggy, cold, 14 degrees Fahrenheit, just an absolute disaster of a weather game. I thought they were just going to play three quarters. <laughs> uh, I mean, at this number, and I see some three and a halfs, uh, or, you know, lightly juiced three and a halfs. I, I would think the Saints take money. Um yeah. I, I have interest in the Saints right now. I mean, I want to look at a couple of things, but like looking at this immediately, and this is somebody who's been high on the Browns the last couple of weeks too. Yeah. Um, I, I like the Saints a lot here. So I think what's going to happen in a lot of these games, and I'll just make like a blanket statement, but if it's going to be a weather impacted game, I think that the dog will take money. Because yeah, I mean, the, the most likely scenario is the total drops. And in that case, the points with the underdog, become more valuable and I I can totally see it. Another thing is like, is Cleveland's offense good enough to cover, you know, win by margin regularly? It, it still looks like it still looks bad, man. It still looks really bad. I haven't seen all that much improvement. I've seen a little, 
but not enough to say that this is Deshaun Watson yet or anywhere close to it. It's, it's kind of surprising. Uh, it's been disappointing in some ways because I just thought he would play better or at least uh, kind of scale up to, to what he could be. And even against the Ravens, he didn't look great. This, uh, this comment just made me laugh. Cade York isn't making any field goals in this game, LOL. That field goal, that Cade York kick has, like, why do teams draft kickers? I don't understand. Like, if you draft a kicker, he better be Justin Tucker. Like, not a guy who's going to miss a 40-yard field goal by 20 yards to the left that it comes, like, 10 yards. Perfectly held. Like, what's wrong? I, I don't know what's wrong with these teams. But Cade York isn't making field goals. doesn't matter if the weather is bad or good he's the same guy that beat the Panthers week one. Like I can't stop picturing that either. It's like, he is wildly inconsistent, but to your point, like why are we drafting kickers? Yeah. Don't waste a draft pick on a kicker. Um, I, I, I will personally have some uh, challenges with this game. Um, I see the appeal in the saints and I think the market will see the appeal in the saints. I am a little bit off market on Cleveland right now. So we'll see how quickly my numbers adjust when I run them this week. But it um, oh, does seem appealing. Three and a half seems very appealing right now with the New Orleans yeah. Saints. Uh, okay, Houston Texans, Tennessee Titans. Um, pretty much sevens across the board. Literally seven minus 110 at three quarters of the shops that are open right now. Uh, lower total in this game as well which is roughly 40 across the market. Uh, this is actually going to be a cold game in Nashville. 12 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, pretty cold. It is the time of the year. There is a cold front coming up. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the Texans before we give the number on our, our thoughts on this game. Um, because I didn't watch much of Texans and Chiefs today. I looked at the box score afterwards. Has anyone seen anyone in the chat seen the box score for the Texans and Chiefs today? How this game was this close, I will never know. Like, there's nothing. It's not even like the turnover margin was so bad for Kansas City. Kansas City had negative one turnover margin. Total yardage in the game. Chiefs, 502. Texans, 219. Yards per play, Chiefs 6.6, Texans 3.8. Success rate as a team on offense, Kansas City 61%, Houston 38%. Brett says referees, bingo. That's the, that's the one. 10 penalties for 102 yards for the Chiefs. This was not even remotely close to a competitive game. I think people are really going to talk themselves up into the Texans um, for multiple reasons, but obviously you have the back-to-back covers against the Cowboys and against the Chiefs, um, which is pretty big. A lot of people obviously are going to say, oh, it's two good teams. And then you have the injury situation for the Tennessee Titans, which is disaster. Traylon Burks on offense, Ryan Tannehill rolls his ankle today. Um, you have Danico Autry out. You have Tierre Tart out uh, as your nose tackle. Christian Fulton, Trey Avery, Amani Hooker, Terrence Mitchell gets hurt today. 
they already have like half their defense on IR as well. It's been just an absolute disaster for the Tennessee Titans. So I can see the appeal in Houston. But man, if this comes off of seven and the Titans get some bodies back, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough not to to bet the, the Titans if they get bodies back and this comes off of seven. So, yeah, I'm looking at this box screen. Good Lord. Yeah, this doesn't make a, a whole lot of sense at all. Um, just and I the didn't penalties. Watch. Just the penalties. Yeah. Were they drive-sustaining penalties, too? Is that what was ha- what was happening, like pass interference? I did see the one pass interference call that was pretty big towards, uh, you know, late fourth quarter. But, yep. Yeah. Is there going to be market sentiment for the Texans starting to cover some of these big numbers? Like, is that what you were just trying to exactly what you're getting at? Okay. Yep. No. I mean, I, 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 like, I don't know how they covered the number today. Like you can't, you can't take that away from them. And it was never even remotely close to them, not covering the number. Right. Like you, you, you can't say, Oh, they got lucky or whatever. No, like they, they were within the number for the entire game, but like, you know, if this is a good point as well, Texans going to get Stingley or any wide receivers back. Stingley's on IR, so he's not coming back. They could get Nico Collins um, or Brandon Cooks back. Um, they're without another corner right now. Their other starting corner, right? What's his name? Steven Nelson? Steven Nelson. I'll but, take your word for it. Yeah. I don't know. Challenging. I mean, Tennessee likes to run the ball, right? Like that's what they want to do. Yep. At the Texans' strength is neither rush nor pass. Can Tennessee just run the ball down their throat? Like I think they can, and I think yep. they can control the game. They they had so can they win by margin in this spot? Correct me if I'm wrong, but did they not have one of those games where they just literally ran the ball right down the Texans' throat? It was like Malik Willis starting the game, and they won by a touchdown on the road. I'm pretty sure that happened. It did happen. It did happen. It was uh, it was a road game. They won 17-10. Malik Willis had 10 attempts. 10 passing attempts. In that game, it was 17 to three at one point. What an absolute disaster that was of a game. Clive's dealing with some connectivity issues. We will get him back in here very shortly. But the show keeps rolling and we move on. Seattle and Kansas City. Seattle Seahawks, 10 point dogs on the road, pretty much across the market right now the total 49 and a half in the vast majority of the books uh weather at arrowhead cold very cold as is uh the case in december zero degrees fahrenheit for our matchup here 
So extremely cold conditions. Um, <laughs> by the way, there. Clive has that T New Jersey T-Mobile connection. <laughs> it's not. That's not bad. Uh, yeah, Verizon isn't isn't being too kind to me today. Um, mm. Not mm. at all. Uh, Chiefs and Seahawks. That, no, it's okay. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, problems in this game for me, trying to anticipate market movement because you have a team in the Seahawks that's completely fallen off a cliff. They stink all of a sudden. Can't get anything done. Then you have the Kansas City Chiefs who can seemingly never cover a big spread for some reason. I'm inclined to say that Seattle gets money. Yeah, I think my interest is in the total in this game. Um, okay. And, and the total, like, I think this should probably like, be in the 50s. I agree with like you. Even but, with the weather. So, yeah, that's that's all I'm concerned about, right? Is like, does the zero Fahrenheit play a factor? Or, you know, my, my gut reaction was that I was surprised to see this number at 49 and a half. Yeah. Who has Seattle's last three games been against? I don't have that. Uh, so Seattle would have been San Fran, Carolina, and the Rams. So their Two offense defenses. Looks, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I think the, the Seahawks take money, and I think this goes over. We both agree. We both agree. Yeah. Short and sweet. Next game. Giants and Vikings. Okay, we'll wait till this game goes final here, which we got an official review inside the last minute of the game because this is not widely available yet. So we'll come back to it. Uh, Bengals and Patriots. Um, we got some three and a halves. We got some fours for the Bengals on the road. And we have a very low total. Um, basically half the market painted 39 and a half, juiced over. Half the market painted uh, 40 flat. Bengals and Patriots, early thoughts on this one, Clive. Uh, I, despite what the Patriots did today, I, I do think like three and a half, I think it is going to come to New England's to probably minus three. I mean, if you look at the Bengals Bucks, that happened today. And I think the Bucks probably should be a worse perceived team than, than the Pats. Uh, what's the weather situation in Boston? Is it going to suck the way it's going to suck in New Jersey this weekend? It it seems to not be as cold. So 26 Fahrenheit, windy. So we're looking at like 15 to 20 mile an hour winds for this one. And again, this is early in the week, but like it doesn't seem to be as bad as a lot of the other spots. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be kind of what you mentioned before, and Jacoby Myers is going to be cut tomorrow. I saw one of those funny Jets player from uh, from Hard Knocks who went and his key card didn't work. I, I think it's going to be that kind of thing for Jacoby Myers tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I think this gets probably goes down to three. Um, the total, I'd probably have to give a little bit more thought to which way it should go. I mean, that still feels a little bit light, but it wouldn't be so, shocking either. I agree with you. So like one thing in particular with Cincinnati, which is flying under the radar, obviously you have the Trey Hendrickson injury. I don't know if Trey Hendrickson is going to be back next week. 
but Mike Hilton, their nickel corner is out. Uh, the Trey Hendrickson injury is made even larger because Sam Hubbard got hurt this week for Cincinnati on the D-line. They also lost another corner in Cam Taylor-Britt. So they're starting to pile up all these injuries on the defensive side of the ball. And if the weather's not that bad, then like a high 30s or a 40 looks low to me. Yeah. I I think it should probably 41 and a half, 42, somewhere in that range. Um, With the injuries and all that stuff, I'd have to think a little bit more about it, but that seems a little bit more palatable. I know Mac Jones isn't the guy that's going to slice up a a terrible defense, but he's also not terrible either. Um, So I think we agree that the, the number will probably get bet up. Both teams got faded in market from a sides perspective for this week. Um, it'll be interesting, though. I don't know that New England draws money unless the Bengals injury situation gets worse because they got faded pretty heavily at the Raiders. Um, so I'm not sure that they're going to take some money in this game. Not sure. Do you think that's more of a knock on New England or more of a pro uh, Las Vegas sentiment. It, I think it was originally pro Vegas because they activated Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro from IR. But then I thought like mm-hmm. the money just kept piling in. So I think it might be, I think it might be anti-Pats. Okay. It's certainly not pro Josh McDaniel. Um, it's, it's not pro I mean, Josh McDaniel. <laughs> Did, did Bill Belichick just not want him to get fired? Like, is there a longer end game insight here? Like, is it like Josh McDaniel gets fired if they blow another 14 point lead or whatever? Because uh, that might be the only thing that's that win, whether it should or not, might save McDaniel's job for a little while longer. It might. Um, as stupid I'll as that you. is. I know. I know. He's He is a total goof. Um, Detroit and Carolina. Detroit minus three everywhere on the road at Carolina. Total pretty much 44 everywhere. So we're sitting pretty heavily on two key numbers, uh, both for the side and for the total. Um, You wouldn't think of Carolina as a spot that would be weather impacted for a game, but it is going to be cold. It's going to be 25 Fahrenheit. You're going to have the the Jared Goff uh, cold weather stats that are brought up for another week. Didn't play particularly well today against the New York Jets um, for the most part. And Carolina does have a pretty strong defense overall. What are we thinking in terms of where this spread is most likely to move? So it's curious to me because Carolina, again, got positive market sentiment against the Steelers which I didn't think they had um, more than I thought that they should have. So there were a couple teams where that happened with this week. And I think three of four of those teams lost that I'm thinking of. Mm. I'm, I'm surprised at the Carolina money. I really was. Um, this particular matchup though, the Lions have kind of been a darling up until this week. They kind of been a darling in the market as well. So pretty challenging overall um, to get a read on this one. I mean, I think just from a pure market perspective, if these teams had played today, 
the number wouldn't have been three. Um, so I think the Panthers are probably getting downgraded in market right now, but it's difficult. Um, especially late in the year, you don't tend to see a lot of market sentiment um, in favor of the team that's like, I don't want to say Carolina has nothing to play for because they do. They could still win the division, but you don't get, um, you don't tend to see market sentiment for uh, bad teams. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Like Moneyline Cam here says, numbers too high in my opinion, but I think it stays three. I could see that as well. I could see this just being a case where people just don't want to get involved with Carolina. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's completely... Um, you know, the wrong number in the game or anything like that, but it's just not enough to warrant getting involved in Carolina. I think if it does get bet up to three and a half, you do see some Carolina interest in this game. Um, I'm interested in the total here, which honestly, you get another week now of a bear of a Lions total um, at 44. I know it's not the fast track. I know it's a cold game, but doesn't seem like it's going to be supremely bad conditions and frankly the Panthers defense today um they let the Steelers move the ball on them the Steelers had an 81.5 percent series conversion rate this week that was the highest in the entire NFL um I'm not sure where this is going to go but I think this is one of the few this week where I'd be more inclined to say that it moves towards the over than the under. One of the few ones this week, as Clive rejoins. We've moved locations that, for whatever reason, I don't think my router's working all that well. Um, could be we, a sign of a storm coming in the Jersey area. Great. Can't wait. Um, what game did we just discuss? Detroit, Carolina. So minus three Detroit and a total of 44. Mm. Total seems about right. I, I actually think that might maybe go under. I think it'll take under money. And I don't know what to do with Carolina. I I, I like the number at three. I, I think I'd be tempted to take Detroit, but not a strong feel either way. What did you end up? Uh... I don't think that this is going to move off of three. I really don't. Um I, I think like if I, I think that the market's downgraded Carolina for their performance today, rightfully slow, so in my opinion. Um, but is it enough that you really want to like go out and just bet the Panthers three? Uh, like no, yeah. I don't think it has appeal. A uh, total, I'm, I'm in a little bit of disagreement, but I I don't know. Again, cold weather game in Carolina, I'm not sure, but Lions totals at 44 just don't look right to me. I could see that, and that's I, – I, I get that feeling as well. I just don't know that the Panthers can take advantage of a weak um, Detroit pass defense. I just don't think that they can. Right. Right. I think you're probably right. Um, they just don't have the passing game to do it. Completely agree on that front. Uh, this one's a little bit more challenging. Atlanta goes out on the road to take on Baltimore. Um, we have some of the market with a juiced six and a half, some of the market with a seven. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be for Baltimore yet. In my opinion, this is a Huntley number. 
uh, and we have a total of anywhere between 40 and on the higher end, 41, which I think solidifies that this is a Huntley number. Um, Desmond Ritter stunk today. I'm just going to throw that out there. Was not impressed at all with his performance. It was a road game, but two weeks to prepare for that. He looked, in my opinion, not ready to play at this level. And if the Saints are going to do that to you in a uh, raucous environment, I think the Ravens defense can do something similar, especially when you consider that all the Falcons really want to do is run the ball and mm-hmm. the Ravens can can stop that. Yeah, I mean, you have to be an elite running the ball and you still need to be able to pass the ball a little bit to score on Baltimore. Um was it you this week that said something about the market like continuously not really downgrading Huntley enough off of Lamar Jackson? Was that you or was that somebody else? I thought it was you. That yeah. was me. I mean, it's always talked about whenever Lamar gets hurt, it's like, oh, well, you know, it's not too much of a down. It's a huge downgrade. Like they have yes. no weapons on offense. Lamar can overcome that with his, you know, he's a great playmaker. I, I never understood that conversation. And this is not me ripping Tyler Huntley, by the way, either. He's a serviceable backup. He's fine. But like, there's a huge downgrade. Like it's almost a touchdown downgrade, in my opinion. Like, just raw power rating type of situation. Uh, if Lamar plays, like if we get any inkling that Lamar has a chance of playing in this game, I will click that minus six and a half like as fast as humanly possible. To- totally agree. Um, but it it seems like the market, it's like. Two, two to three points. Like, that's really all they're really downgrading. It's 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 surreal to me, um, in all honesty. So where do you think it goes to with Lamar? Do you think it goes to nine and a half? North of ten. How fast does it get there? Meaning, like, will the number come to nine and a half and then slowly over? Or do you think it's, like, literally just going to get posted, you know, minus ten the minute that he's announced? I think that's exact. I think it's one of those that gets pulled, like it's off the board as soon as he's announced, and it gets reopened at like ten and a half. Okay, through seven, through ten. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I will try and get on that six and a half, obviously as fast as possible. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, it's it's one of those where it's news driven, but like, I I don't have very much interest in the Falcons altogether in this type of spot. Um, they were incredibly lucky today, in my opinion, to cover spread. They had 4.6 yards per play to the Saints, 6.3 yards per play. Um, it, it was just one of those where, like, the Saints couldn't put them away. Now, am I, like, supremely happy about going to the window with Baltimore minus six and a half, like, needing them to cover margin with that offense? No, but I don't think that there's going to be a ton of market support for Atlanta in this game. No, this is a Baltimore nothing situation for me. Uh, the total at 40, if it's a Huntley game, I'm inclined to go under. Same. Okay. We move on. Um, like I could see that, and we don't have to belabor this. I could see that going under 39, like meaning like get down to 38 and a half. That would not shock me at all. Right. Yep. I agree with you. I agree. Probably the game of the week. Eagles at the Cowboys. Christmas Eve, 425 p.m. Eastern time. Dallas opens a small favorite, uh, minus one and a half at most shops. Total at 51. 
uh, in most shops wow. with a, some 51 and a halfs on the board. Um, you say, wow, right away. It's, it just seems high. Like I, it shouldn't probably, but it does. I don't know why. Um, not to the point where I would change anything or I thought it would be more like 49 and a half, to be honest. Um, but given the way Dallas's defense with the injuries and things like that, maybe it does make a little bit more sense in the way that, you know, those totals have been going. So, all right. That's not so bad. It was just my first instinct. Um, Dallas right now profiles as an over team. Yeah. Because it's not of the, the same injury. as it was. Yep. Yeah. Because of the injuries on defense. With that said, I kind of agree with you. Like, if this were I, – I think that this actually might go higher. I do think that there's going to be because, – because most of the early week stuff is like taking a stance on like cluster injuries somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Dallas has cluster injuries in the secondary and on defense. Like, let's just go out and bet against them and let's bet the over and that's going to be the early position. But like as it gets higher and higher, I think that there's going to be support for the under at that point. As well. I agree. Yep. I, I think that's probably the way it'll go. Yeah. Um, um, and just like, I think Philly's going to take early money in this game. What, do you remember what they closed at the first time that they played? Well, it was the Cooper Rush game, right? So it's not really indicative of anything, unfortunately. Yeah. By the way, am I the only one that thinks Dak Prescott is going to get paid and he shouldn't look is that not the conversation for here uh um, no it's it's fine i mean listen i'm a cowboys fan and uh i'm very concerned about dak at the moment right now as a pure drop back passer he has not been good it's just been sloppy and, and underwhelming um i'm not saying cooper rush is better and that doesn't mean that the people that were saying you know let's let cooper rush play were right it's just uh I think he's uh, not regressing, but I, I was hoping – I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I really wanted to see uh, – put it this way. I'm a very, very anti-Eagles person, so whoever's in the chat, Philly, sorry, uh, not for me. Um, much rather see the Cowboys, you know, take the NFC East, but they're just not giving me a lot of hope. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm kind of with you. You want to play a really fun game with friends out there. Uh, go through all the quarterbacks who are currently in a playoff position in the NFC and try to rank them from top to bottom. And tell me where you put Dak in that. From the playoff teams? Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones, Taylor Heineke, Tom Brady, um, Brock Purdy, and what other division am I missing right now off the top of my head? Cousins. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Where do you put Dak in that mix? And Ugh. yeah, tied for third with everyone else that's not Jalen Hurts, and uh, yeah, eh. that this is going to be the NFC playoffs, right? And I, honestly, I will say this, the, and you know, don't take this out of context. Jalen Hurts has had an amazing year, and whatever, whatever about the two picks today, I don't care, but. I think that there are enough people um, that like could be in the same situation as Jalen Hurts 
if they just swap places. You're doing the Micah Parsons thing. Hmm. I kind of am, yes. I, it and is I'm the okay Micah with Parsons. it because I, I, I do agree with him to a pretty large extent, actually. Um, I, I, I think the answer lies in the middle, but I do think that there's something to it for sure. Um, where he is an over, he is a product of his team, not necessarily a standout player. I was wrong on AG Brown for sure, mm-hmm. and I was wrong on Jalen Hurts to a degree. But it's a combination of variables. This is not just the Jalen Hurts show. This is this question is it, it depends. Is the game in prime time? This is a great answer to the NFC rankings yeah it depends where you're going to put cousins in that list whether or not the game is in prime time unfortunately all the playoff games are considered prime time or at least standalone games uh if justin fields is on the eagles do they have the same record hmm maybe a a slight downgrade yeah i i don't know i I mean it's really really hard to evaluate jalen hurts because there's no one in that type of situation where you have all of this great um all of these great weapons around you, great offensive line, great defense. Um, Cousins is better than Dak. He very well could be. He very well could be. It's hard to say for sure. I mean, you want to die by fire or do you want to die by drowning? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't really particularly. The elite quarterbacks really aren't there anymore. Like, the aging quarterbacks are – fallen off and there's not somebody really coming up to replace them from the pocket passer perspective you have justin fields jalen hurts and guys like that that's what you're getting if we want to talk about a team that the market has finally caught up on look no further than the pittsburgh steelers next week who are now two to two and a half point home favorites to the las vegas raiders the total at 40 and a half i'll pull up the weather but you can assume it's going to be cold as shit in Pittsburgh and windy, which is exactly what it is. 12 Fahrenheit uh, winds anywhere between 10 and 15 miles an hour. As of right now, um, markets caught up to the Steelers. Do we think that, I mean, I almost feel like this can only go one way at this point, which is towards Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this could get to, this can't go to three in no situation, unfortunately. Um, I'd be tempted to take Vegas at this number, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I'd be tempted to take Vegas. So what I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the market just comes in on Vegas at this yeah. price. It's, it wouldn't shock me at all. I mean, it's a big, big adjustment, I think, over the course of one week to get – I mean, Pittsburgh just closed two and a half point dog at Carolina. Now they're laying two and a half at home to Las Vegas. Um, don't know about that one. What was the total there? Was that 40 and which, a half? Which game? Uh, this was the total in Las Vegas. Pittsburgh was at 40 and a half as the market right now. I don't really have a strong feeling either way. Honestly, in this one, what did the Pats game close at today? 45? Yeah. Uh, man, like, I, it, it feels, listen, I, I know it's December home game, Pittsburgh, all that. A, a total in, in the low 40s, bordering on getting into the 30s for Vegas, for the Raiders, seems extremely low to me. 
like even with the, the Raiders defense is terrible and the Steelers move the ball well on the Panthers defense today. True. Yeah, this it definitely feels light. It feels this is and I think I, I might have said this earlier in one of my tweets this week. Like this is the time of the year when I struggle like with toes because I don't think I account for weather well enough. Um yeah. But I feel like this game should get bet and it's going to go up. But I don't know, man. I honestly just think in a lot of cases, like I wouldn't be surprised if people listen to this back tomorrow morning and a bunch of the totals have already moved down a couple points. Like that would not surprise me whatsoever because you have a lot of situations here where it's just like, I think people are just going to, you, you just take a shot, right? It's like, okay, it might be really bad weather, in which case I'm going to end up with a great position, or it might not be. And I'm just coin flipping at that point. Like there's not a huge downside. So I think for people listening back, anything that could potentially be impacted by weather, I think is just going to get bet down heavily over Monday. Yeah, I mean, if you like the under at all, like you're going to want to probably bet most of these games early. Uh Definitely didn't work out for me in the Dolphins-Bills game, but I really thought that weather was going to be horrid, and they barely got any snow in the game at all. So, um, yeah, take the upside where you can get it, and you might see some some big line moves down. Yep. We got three games on Christmas Day. Now, when this schedule was released, I was I can't even tell you how much I was looking forward to Christmas Day. Think about this schedule at the beginning of the year. Packers at Dolphins, Broncos at Rams, Bucks at Cardinals. This looks like the most disgusting schedule ever now. We're going to skip over the first two games because the Packers and the Rams both play on Monday Night Football. It's not a widely available market yet. Whatever happens on Monday Night Football will impact that. But we got Tampa Bay and Arizona. Um, Probably the two teams in the league that I would love to just keep betting against, and they just happen to play each other. Market is Tampa Bay minus four on the road totals 40 and a half there's a very decent chance that we get trace mcsorley as the starting quarterback for the arizona cardinals who by the way were missing their top three cornerbacks today in the game against the broncos and made brett rippon look pretty look better than russell wilson frankly by the end of the game um i don't i have zero clue zero where the market is going to move this game. I mean, nobody has interest in Arizona, unfortunately. So either it, it moves to the Bucks a little bit, maybe a half a point off of this to four and a half and not much more than that. Um, but every week I say that and, and the market still seems to love Tom Brady somehow. So, and, and the Bucks. But it, it, ha- it has back, to be but... Tampa. It has to be Tampa though. Like, yeah. the, like, like the Cardinals are, are dead team, right? Like, Toast, third string quarterback in all likelihood um, for next Who's week. Who's terrible? Like he is terrible. Just yeah. yeah, we got this in the chat. Bucks minus three and a half is cheap. I'm laying Tampa. Night game from Grandpa Todd. <laughs> oh man! All right, uh, we'll go head over to Monday night. Chargers and Colts. Chargers minus three. On the road at Indianapolis, 
total is 47 and a half. 47 and a half minus three. Um, hmm. Chargers so, are relatively healthy now. They they probably will get Derwin James back in the lineup next week. I I mean the Colts. I don't change their my opinion of them based off of this week at all. I don't know if you do. Um, this just feels like the right number, and, and maybe just people are still a little sour on the Chargers, and they. Maybe it goes to two and a half. I don't know. I really don't. Um, but Matt Ryan's so cooked. Just so, 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 so cooked. I think this total is going to come down is my initial reaction. Now, it is played indoors. It'll be good conditions. That's something to take into account for sure with a total of 47 and a half. But I do think that the total is likely going to come down just because of the fact that the Colts offense is like – catastrophically bad and yes. on top of that the chargers Jonathan o-line Taylor. the chargers o-line can't really block anything either like justin herbert was on the tennessee's missing so many defensive starters and the chargers could barely muster like they would they score 17 today against them um i think the most likely move in this game is towards the under uh i think the chargers will probably take money at three yeah it's it's probably all going to be player like injury related and stuff. Jonathan Taylor is probably out for a couple games, right? Like, is he, that looked like a, a rough. It did not look good. It did not look good for him um, whatsoever. Uh, we haven't got a reopen yet. Before we sign off, I just wanted to give some thoughts on um, the Giants and the Vikings. So we don't know what this is going to open up at now. So I guess we can actually play the game. Uh, but Giants go out on the road. Minnesota Vikings. Um, well, we saw, again. I saw the numbers that were there, like the numbers, I guess, I don't know if that it's, was a look ahead line or like yep. FanDuel or. Yeah, those are, those are just like four. The small limit lines uh, at a few different sports books, which we got some fours uh, and, and a three and a half total 47 and a half. I think the Vikings will probably take money at minus four, just to be honest. Um, but I'm, I'm even though I still thought that the Giants were not shouldn't have been five and a half point dogs to or four and a half point dogs even to the Redskins. I think the Vikings are markedly better. Um, so- I think it probably closes four and a half, but maybe that's just my sentiment. So the Giants, I don't know that they win 20 to 12 at Washington uh, with 288 total net yards. Um, they hold Washington to one for 10 on third down and they gain, they win in turnover margin plus two today um, as we start to get hit with the porn bots per usual in the chat. It's about that time of night now. Um, <laughs> the Giants closed four point dogs at Washington. How can they be four point dogs at Minnesota? Like Minnesota is better than Washington. That's what I'm saying. So I don't, I don't get it. Like I'm not upgrading the giants. I'm not changing my rating of the Vikings. I feel like the market is just going to just bet Minnesota tomorrow morning. Like that's got to just be the obvious move. Unless everyone's just so soured on Minnesota now. I don't think so. Right. No, they're not. Um, 
I mean, if this thing closed anything less than four and a half, uh, unless I'm missing something injury related, I, I would be surprised. Yeah. You're going to tell me that the Vikings and the Redskins are equally, you know, the commanders, and you put the Vikings. I have to, I have to correct you. I do that all the time. Sorry. Uh, Washington. I liked it better when they were the football team, by the way. So did I. Uh, Honestly, it was just way easier when they were the football team. Yeah. Um, anyway, that being said, indoors, Vikings, I, I think it should be four and a half to five. Um, I, I was wishing the Vikings would just continue to be playing like good offenses. The Giants offense stinks. So it's like one of those where, it, you know, I want Vikings overs. Let's put it that way. But do I want a Vikings over at 47 and a half with the Giants offense? Uh, that's going to be a hard pass, I think. Yeah, I, that's kind of hard to get behind. Um, we'll finish off with uh, the commies. Uh, not widely available yet, but the early indicators are, this is all over the place. Uh, let's say San Fran roughly seven um, with a total of 40 and a half hosting the commanders. Hmm. See like San Fran to me, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where San Fran is, what the perception of them is at this point. Like it looks light that price to me. It it does. Um, and the commanders are no offensive juggernaut in any way, shape or form. And the giants are not a defensive juggernaut either. So even just based off of today, like, I think it closes on the other side of seven, like seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, uh, even with Purdy at quarterback. So do I, but I might then have interest in Washington because I just don't think that there's enough teams in the league that, I mean, this has been a theme all year, right? Like there's not a lot of blowouts in the NFL anymore. There's tons of close games. Look at all the one score games again today. Like it's tough for teams to win by margin. Um, and as high as I am on San Fran, like, God, like this, it, it's getting to the point now where it's like they have to be worse with Purdy, right? Like they have to be worse with Purdy. Yeah, it's a matter of how much do you really think. Is it a point? Is it a point and a half? Um, yeah. I'm more interested in Purdy versus Trey Lance and what the perception is in San Francisco about those two guys meeting. Like if Purdy continues to play well, say he wins a playoff game or two, what what does that team do from there? But I mean, that's a little premature. Well, I mean, they can unload Garoppolo. No one wants the, the the dollars, right? No one will take that contract. That's the problem. Yeah, that's but the problem. There might be interest in Trey Lance. What you that can is get true. for him at this point? I don't. know. Yep. Agree. If you did enjoy this episode of Forward Progress, if you're listening on Spotify or on Apple. Please rate and review five stars. It goes a long way. If you're on YouTube, be sure to subscribe and to like our content. We do have a ton of other stuff on the Forward Progress channel, including uh, Same Game Parlay Show tomorrow with Crabs Bets, with DGen Weekly, uh, backed by popular demand for Monday Night Football. It is a hit. I tune in and watch it. Um, (laughs) I've always been fascinated with people's logic in putting together a same game parlay and I do find it incredibly entertaining. Um, one thing I do want to hear from people in the comments 
Um, let us know which show, which format you prefer. We value the feedback. Me and Clive talk about it every single week. We just want to put on good content and cater to the masses. Do you prefer it when we're blindly guessing the games, what they're going to open at? Or do you prefer it if we actually know the starting point and can give some insights as to where we think the market is going to go? We're not offended either way. Happy to do whatever the masses are. But if you could drop a comment below on YouTube here, let us know. Or you can uh, DM the Forward NFL account on Twitter. You can DM myself. You can DM Clive. You can DM the Hammer HQ. You can do whatever. Just get in contact with us and let us know because it's something that is important to us. And before you sign off tonight on YouTube, definitely click that like button. Like, just click it before you're done. Yeah, Santa's got to get me some wired internet connections. So, you know, the more likes and subscriptions, that's what he's looking for. So it's a life changer. I'm, I'm wired up over here. I try to hide I try to hide the rotor behind the cowboy symbol. What a horrible. Oh, is that what that is? Now I see the lights. I thought that was just part of the cowboys. <laughs> it is not part of the cowboys. It has been, it has been, uh, you know. Yeah. Just, well done. Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, now the secret, now the cat's out of the bag, unfortunately. Um, the cat is out of the bag. Uh, appreciate it to everyone. Uh, appreciate everyone tuning in for myself, Rob Pizzola, for Clive Bixby, for our producer, Jason Cooper. This has been Forward Progress. It's part of the Hammer Betting Network. You can check out all our content at thehammer.bet and subscribe to the Forward Progress channel. Thanks very much for everyone. Uh, good luck with your bets in week 16 and enjoy the holidays. Peace out. Good luck. Happy holidays. 